Colleagues, welcome back to the office and welcome to part four of our presentation today of building a cutting edge virtual office for your business. Now, in our presentation today, we have examined and looked at a number of things that are worthy of consideration as we start to consider how we are going to establish our virtual office. Uh, we started our conversation with uh, the basics of working remote, the importance of this topic, the benefits and the risks of of uh, having a remote office workplace, you know, how it can impact culture, how we can improve cost savings, what it means to the employee and more. Uh, we also talked through many of the technology requirements of the virtual office, including, uh, you know, the major communication tools and the importance of certain hardware. Uh, we talked about some of the recommendations for how to configure your cloud, how to get certain remote applications up and running, including mobile apps, progressive web applications, uh, and more. Um, and we also talked through some major different providers, you know, why you might want to consider Amazon or Google or Azure. Uh, we talked about what type of computers you might want to consider for your virtual office, as well as some of the, uh, let's say, ancillary devices like monitors, your desk, your printer, your scanner, and more. And in our last section, we took a good look at Office 365 and Google Workspace. First, looking at the Google Workspace product and some of the compelling cloud features that are part of it, uh, as well as uh, looking at uh, Microsoft 365. And we started our discussion, which is where we're going to pick up again uh, with Microsoft Teams, which is a relatively new offering of uh, 365. Um, that is the linchpin of communication and services inside of our business that brings features and functions and productivity um, functionality from across the entire 365 ecosystem. It's probably one of the best products that have been added in for remote workers ever, for that matter. I mean, it, it really does everything under the sun for you. And so we're going to continue our discussion here, and I'm going to start with talking about uh, some of the features that are available to teams and why you might want to consider using it. Now, this will probably take us through the rest of the hour here talking about why Teams is the latest and greatest thing. Uh, if we get a little bit of extra time, I'll, I'll mention some other compelling communication tools and platforms uh, that you might want, although those might be left to your own reference inside the materials. And I'll also do my best to kind of finish with just some last minute latest and greatest apps and services, some things that I've come across uh, to kind of just really, I think, uh, you know, round out your virtual office capabilities and tools. I think that could really kind of help make it uh, make it shine for you. All right. So thank you so much for being here. And let's go ahead and get back into it. And so Teams is all about communication. It's about collaboration and coordination and working with other people. Uh, you would never use Microsoft Teams just by your lonesome. Um, it's not a product that you would use in a vacuum. It's a product that really, I think, gets more powerful with the more people that you have uh, using it. And it just becomes, you know, it just gets better because you can now reach out to all different types of people in your business, salespeople, billing people, uh, marketing, executives, so on and so forth. Now, what can you do with these people inside this platform? Well, I would say it's really kind of broken down into what I like to think of as four major buckets of functionality. Okay. Now, we can chat with these people. Okay. And with chatting, that gives us the ability to instantly be able to send a colleague a message. And it's not just text, although text is probably the main way most people use it. Uh, you could send lots of things to someone. You could send them a file. So I could upload a, a PDF, a Word file. Uh, I could send them uh, whatever, you know, and it'll be delivered right to that message inside of uh, Teams. I could send them images. Um, one of my personal favorite things to do are GIFs, you know, a, a GIF or GIF, depending on how you want to pronounce it, or emoticons are fabulous because they allow us to be able to react to messages without having to type something out. And I can do this from anywhere, um, and I can use this with any device. Uh, you could use the desktop app. Uh, Teams is something that's installable on both uh, Mac as well as Windows devices, and so it's a traditional thick client application. There's also a web service, uh, so you can use it 100% inside a browser. And uh, I also use the mobile app quite often too, You know, especially when I'm out and about and I need to ask a question or I want to call my business partner or I want to look up a file for a client. Having that mobile client is fantastic because I can not only reach out and communicate with people, I can also easily um, ask a question and uh, share a file or something else. So it's it's about communication, right? Okay, it's also about video conferencing and screen sharing. 
okay? I can, in one click, start a audio conference where we just talk. I could start a video conference where we can see each other. I could start a video conference and then instantly share my screen. Uh, so much of what I work on being a professional, it's collaboration on documents, spreadsheets, programming, things of this nature. And if I got a problem, for example, I can call my partner and you know, he and I can talk. I can instantly share my screen. We can look at it together. And it's not me guessing what he's looking at or what he or I'm trying to see on his screen or vice versa. We both can see each other um, and we can both see the screen that we're working on. So it gives us a common platform to kind of both look at something at the same time. In one click, there's no invitations, there's no nothing. You're talking with someone, you hit one button, instantly be able to communicate. Okay, you can do file management with this. Teams is deeply, deeply integrated into the file manager of uh, SharePoint as well as in OneDrive. And so it natively works right out of the box with SharePoint and OneDrive. And you can instantly share and collaborate any document that's stored in either of those services, uh, which is fantastic. In my mind, I mean, um, and I'll talk a little bit about the, some of the differences between SharePoint and OneDrive here in a little bit. But in a nutshell, SharePoint is about team and company level storage. OneDrive is about your storage. And with Teams, I can access either file. I can access either. Um, I can access uh, files stored in either location easily and be able to communicate those back to a, a member of my company. Now, I don't have to just use Microsoft stuff. I can also pull stuff from other cloud storage providers, including Google Drive, Dropbox, Box, and there's a few other ones that are supported as well. So if your company is using a different cloud storage provider and you want to use Teams, you could still do that. Although I will point out, you're going to be better off using the, um, you're going to be better off using the um, Microsoft enabled file storage services. There's just some additional features in there that make it, uh, that make it work well. Now, if you use the Microsoft-enabled stuff, specifically OneDrive and SharePoint, you can also do real-time collaboration, and you can co-author and co-write documents together. Uh, so I can create a Word file, save it inside of SharePoint. We both can see that file. We both can write on that file. We both can edit that file. You can come at any point. I can come at any point. It just makes sharing these things super simple and easy. So let's go ahead and spotlight some features of this application. And starting first and foremost with its most centric application, which is going to be instant messaging. Now, I would tell you, most organizations historically are email centric, and I tend to be email centric. I like email probably the best out of any communication tool for no other reason than I like the fact that I can just mark something as unread and come back to it later on. Okay, uh, that asynchronous ability to be able to follow up and communicate to me is really effective just because my days tend to be very long and they tend to be a lot of meetings uh, just in, or teaching just because of the nature of the work that I do. That doesn't work really in Teams. Teams is a chat-centric communication model. Um, so it's instead of writing a big old email and writing an intro and outro and blah, 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 with Teams, which, which is nice, you could just open up a chat message, send something to somebody and say, hey, you know, what's the status of the Peterson account? Was the Smith invoice paid? Whatever. And they could reply back and give you an answer very quickly. Um, but your organization has to be ready for that. That chat-centric method of communication, if you've always traditionally been an email-focused business, might be a little difficult for you to make that transition, but it'll be well worth it. Now, users can instantly send messages back and forth in brief conversation format. Um, and, you know, the idea behind this is that you can ask a question and get a quick response. Okay. Now, chat messages can be directed a number of different ways. They can be directed towards a single user. They can also be multi-user. Uh, with respect to chat, I can just ask Alicia a question or I could ask Alicia and Alana a question. I can create chat rooms that can have multiple people inside of them. Um, so in our business, we have different chats that are set up that include the members of, a, um, of whoever works on that particular project. Uh, so what I mean by this is that like we have a chat set up for client A and a chat set up for client B and there might be three or four of us that work on client A and I might not work on client B. Well, I'll be added to the chat rooms to the clients that I'm associated with. And what's nice about that is that the intention of that is that you can kind of keep the conversation focused in one direction on that chat room, you know, on that specific thing. Very similar to with channels and teams, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Now, as I mentioned, chats can be anything. Uh, they're mostly text. Uh, they can be plain text or rich text. So you can bold things. You can include tables, italics, 
change alignment and more. Uh, but you can really do anything with with the chat message. I mean, you can drag anything in there for the most part. So images, files, documents, spreadsheets, image, you know, whatever, and it'll instantly send either to that person or to that group. Now, I would say chats are preferred because they usually get a faster response. They take less time. You just got to be ready for that inside of your organization to kind of get people uh, used to that um, that changing culture. Now, here are some of my favorite messaging features inside of chat. So I really like for the fact that you can change the formatting of a chat message, including making a message bold. I like that you can adjust the style. They also have some pre-built formatting options for things like software code. So if I want to copy and paste some SQL, which is structured query language, which is a database language, or if I want to copy and paste some cells out of Excel, it'll keep that structure of whatever I set up. Uh, so it will, for example, uh, include if it's a table, the rows and columns structure will continue to be relatively uh, well structured, which is pretty nice. Okay, um, it's a great way to efficiently transfer files. Uh, you can't really transfer huge, huge stuff. So like, we're not talking gigabytes here, but like, you know, five meg Excel file, not a problem. You know, PDF with 10 megabytes inside of it, not a problem. Um, it's easy for transferring screenshots, stuff like that. I think that's kind of really kind of cool and, and useful uh, feature of it as well. Uh, so I use it a lot for just transferring messages. And in fact, if you're in Teams, uh, what's nice is that you can actually go to a separate um, panel inside of Teams. And, and from that separate panel, one of the things that you can do there is that you can browse the files that you have shared with a person. So if you want to go back and take a look at what files you previously had shared with uh, Steve or you had shared with uh, uh, Bob or Susan or whomever, uh, all you have to do is just kind of add it, uh, go to the, the files tab of Teams, and you can actually see the files that you'd exchange with that person. So it kind of creates a nice record of um, that communication. I like that you can react to messages. And so reactions can happen a couple of different ways. So um, on iPhone, for example, and iOS devices, one of the things that you can do when someone texts you, you can double tap the message and you can heart it. You can give it a thumbs up, a thumbs down. You can do the same thing inside of Teams. So, you know, if like you want to, you know, let's say, for example, I ask Alicia, hey, do you want to have lunch together? Instead of her typing out, yes, that sounds great. You know, she can just give me a thumbs up and I know that she saw the message and she uh, is acknowledging that she received it. Uh, but you can also do two other things, too. You can also send, for example, other types of reactions, including nonverbal stuff. So GIF images, as I mentioned, are one of my personal favorites. I love sending memes. Uh, you know, it's, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm a millennial and, and communicating that way is, is enjoyable to me. But it's incredible when you find the perfect meme, it can say so much more than what you would normally could say just in a, in a normal conversation. Uh, but there's also stickers uh, that you can send to. There's actually a meme generator inside of Teams. You can create your own, which are cool. So Ang uh, Grumpy Cat, Success Kid, all the latest and greatest uh, are there as well as the oldie goodies are there as well. And what's also kind of cool with respect to messages, Teams gives you a read receipt, um, whether or not a message was received and, and acknowledged um, inside of um, the application. So it'll actually show you when you send a message, if the person who received it, received it, and then also when they've actually read it, it'll show you like a, a different icon when that particular message has been uh, acknowledged and read. Okay. Now, I really like how you could change the importance of messages. Uh, by default, there's uh, a standard format that basically is just like any old general message. Uh, and with the standard format, it just sends and it gets there and someone acknowledges it. But you can also send an important message as well as an urgent message, too. Uh, the important message will send them with like kind of a bold so they can see like, hey, this is really important. And then an urgent message will also send with that bold, but it'll also continue to notify them for uh, every couple of minutes for until they acknowledge the message. Uh, the intention of that is if you've got something kind of really critical, um, you can mark it as such and then someone will know like, hey, this is really important. Steve is uh, looking to, to um, get a response to this. Um, I like within the chat, you can easily search within a conversation for specific messages. Uh, often, you know, when I'm talking with my business partner, or I'm talking with Alicia or Lana, other people inside of my business, I know I sent you something. Maybe it's a password. Maybe it is a file. Maybe it's a, I don't know, an email address or something like that. 
Well, you can hit control F and you can search within the thread. Uh, and the thread is the conversation. So you can search within that conversation for that specific file. In fact, uh, uh, it has this whole language called KQL, keyword query language. So you can use uh, modifiers like, you know, the person's name, the subject, the file extension, and more to kind of really narrow it down. But the search capabilities are really great. I, w- I really wish they would extend those capabilities to Outlook, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I love how you can instantly start a meeting with somebody. Um, and this is how I do 99% of my meetings. I'll be talking with my partner or Alicia or somebody in my company. And I'll be like, hey, you know what? This is going to be too much to chat. Can we talk? And in one click, I could start a video call with them. And we could see each other. We could share screens. I don't have to send an invitation. It has to go by email. It's just one click it in. And that's why Teams is much more of an internal tool than an external tool. Although it certainly can work external to your business and no issues there. It really shines as an internal communication tool amongst your your company. There's also a feature called Shared Outlook. And what this is kind of useful for, if you need to share something outside of Teams, you can right-click, select Shared Outlook. It'll take whatever it was, a file, the chat, whatever, and it'll instantly open up Outlook, and then you can email it to somebody else. So uh, ideally, keep stuff inside of Teams whenever possible, but if you need to take it outside, you certainly can as well. Okay, now... This next feature, it's kind of confusing, right? So you have Teams the application, but then you also have Teams the functionality, okay? Um, So you have Teams the product, you know, the whole thing is called Teams, but then within Teams, there's a team function, okay? So chat is really kind of intended to be one-to-one, one-to-few. It's intended to be private generally, but we also have this other feature inside of here, which is public by default, which is called Teams, okay? Now, your organization can have several teams within teams, and a team is just basically a group of people that are gathered to do something to be done inside of the organization. Uh, A team could be focused on the whole company, so it could be the entire company could be part of one team. You could have separate teams based off of your different office locations. So let's say you got an LA office, a Cleveland office, a Texas office, a New York office. Well, each of them could have their own team. Uh, and they could also be project focused. So the Christmas party, the Peterson audit, the Anderson uh, um, compilation, whatever. Okay. Uh, generally, I would tell you from my perspective, I feel like you should have, you shouldn't create overly number amount of teams that can kind of be cumbersome to uh, manage. Um, but there's a nice thing inside of Teams. There's actually a subcomponent which I think you can uh, create as many as needed, which are called channels. So a team is kind of like the, the, think of it as the organizational level unit. And within a team, you can also create a channel, um, which are essentially focused conversations with your teammates. Okay. Uh, And so in our business, we just have a couple of teams um, and most of us are just a part of one team, which is the whole company, Devmatics. But then what we do inside of our company is that we have a separate channel for every um, project, every client. And inside of that channel, that's where you're going to find information related to that one specific thing. And so that channel could be a topic. It could be a department. It could be a project. It could be a client. It could be whatever. Okay. And so in our business, let's just say, for example, we got Acme Brick Company as a client. Okay. You would go into the Teams function inside of Teams and then inside of Devmatics, which is the name of our company, you'd see a channel called Acme, Acme Brick maybe. And that's where you would find all the messaging related to that team. That's where you're going to find all the files related to that team and more. Um, And what's really nice about this, I'll talk about it in a minute, Teams and SharePoint go hand in hand with each other. It also creates a SharePoint site when you create these teams and channels. And when it creates a SharePoint site, it also creates central document management and storage for that particular um, project, that client, that department, whatever. Okay. Uh, And then, Everybody in our business knows whether they're in the office or they're in their virtual office working from home or in Paris or in London or wherever they happen to be. Hey, you need something related to Acme Brick. You go into Teams. You go to the Teams channel for that particular client. You'll find it right inside of there. You can design Teams any way you want. My general recommendation, you should have few Teams, but I could see why you would want to have a lot of channels. Inside of our business, I think we have probably about 25 channels, but like two Teams that are set up overall. Now, Teams and Channels support all the same functionality that you see in the chat section of the application, the direct messaging function of the application that we talked about a minute ago. 
so everything you can do in there, you can do in Teams as well. But Teams even has more functionality that you can do even more stuff with it. Um, and the big difference between a team and a channel is just privacy. And we'll talk more about the differences here in a minute because at least to me when I was first learning this application, it was a little unclear. Now, you can create teams from scratch. Microsoft has a several templates, and you can also create your own templates too. So super flexible, especially if you're going to do repeatable stuff um, inside of this application. And so they've really made it approachable for you to consider using this uh, to manage your um, communication on clients. Alrighty, let's go ahead and have a review question on Teams. Which of the following is not a feature or function of Microsoft Teams? So what can't you do inside of Teams? Okay, can you chat an instant message? You betcha you can. That's easy. That's like bread and butter. That's what it was designed to do. Audio and video calling, 100% supported. File sharing and collaboration, totally okay. You know what you can't do, though? It's not an alternative to Outlook. It's not something you're going to use in place of Outlook. You're still going to use Outlook to manage your calendar, although many of the calendaring functionalities are available in Teams. Uh, you are still going to use Outlook, though, to reply to email. Uh, Teams does not take away that functionality. Now, to explore a little bit further, what's the difference between a team, a channel, and a chat? They're all, again, they kind of all sound a little bit similar to each other, but what the heck is the difference? Okay. Well, a team is a group of people gathered to get something done inside your business. That's the way I think about it. It's an organizational, uh, like an organizational unit type thing. Uh, it could be a specific client, a specific project. It could be a specific location. It could be the whole organization, but it's a way of organizing stuff. Okay. Teams are made up of channels and conversations with your teammates. Okay. And each channel within a team should be focused on a specific topic. Now, you could have a team set up for like the Anderson uh, or the Peterson uh, audit, and then you could have separate channels. You could have, for example, uh, a channel focused on client uh, relationships you could, and relationship building. You'd have a separate channel built on uh, assurance related to inventory and all the people related to like maybe going out and counting inventory. You could have a separate channel on IT controls and all the IT people who are working on that engagement could be focused their conversation there. But the organizational unit is the team. The channel represents specific talk, uh, topics and uh, uh, projects. Now, a good way of thinking about channels and teams versus chat. Channels and teams are always public to other group members. It doesn't have to be public to the whole organization. You can make a team private and only certain people can be part of it. And it can be an invitation only or they have to be added by an existing team member or the owner of a team. Um but if you're part of that team, you see everything, okay? Now, you can make channel messages certainly private. So if you wanted to have a private, like, partner-level channel, you could do that as well. Now, chats, however, the, on the other hand, are usually one-to-one, -one, or it could be a group message, one-to-few, though. It's never one-to-many. It's usually one-to-few. And uh, chat messages should be considered private and individual, Um you know, I couldn't join somebody else's chat. I can be invited to join somebody else's chat, but I couldn't just see it. Uh, versus, I could public, I could join a public team or a public channel uh, inside of the application. So, hopefully, that helps you kind of keep those different things in mind. It's not one or the other is better. You just pick the right tool for the job in terms of what you're doing. Now, here are some of my favorite functions inside of Teams, okay? My hands-down favorite feature of really the entire application um, is the integration between SharePoint and OneDrive. Uh, I really, 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 really love that inside of Teams, I can access all of my files in one application. And this is, I mean, it's not a, it's not a you know, Ferrari feature here. This is not, you know, something um, that uh, really kind of draws an attention. It's, it's a core design consideration and choice the company made when they were making this application. But when doing so, uh, what they did, I mean, they made a really, really elegant way to be able to manage files easily and share files easily. And so by bringing in the SharePoint functionality and OneDrive functionality, I can easily drop files in and collaborate with them on other people inside of my business. Uh, it makes it really, really, really easy for my staff or my partner for us to be able to work on stuff. And all the backup, the security, the retention, all that kind of stuff is just centrally managed. It's not really anything for me to think about. It's just done. 
Uh, I really like how staff can create their own channels and manage their own teams. Um, you know, you can create channels and teams for particular purposes or needs. And so in our company, we've got a couple of uh, fun ones, you know, for people who are interested in, in certain topics. Uh, they can join that team and talk with other people who are interested in that topic or client. I got a buddy who works for a very large software company that uses teams and they have a whole team set up kind of like a Craigslist within the company, you know, buying and selling things like, Hey, I've got an old couch. I'm getting something new. Does anybody need it? Uh, they've got one for like new parents, which is kind of cool. They've got one for cyclists, you know, people who are really into biking, but I think it's kind of cool. It kind of creates that, um, community that I think, could be very lacking when you're working in a remote office um, uh, where you're not having physical day-to-day interaction, especially social interaction during the work hours uh, with your colleagues. Um, It's kind of cool that you can do that inside of Teams. Another really cool feature I like with uh, Teams is that within channels, every one of them get their own unique email addresses that allow for email to be delivered directly to that team and to that channel. Uh, What that allows you to be able to do is that I can generate an email address for that particular channel and then I can give it to somebody and whenever they email that particular email address, it gets delivered directly to that team's channel and anybody who's a part of that team will see that message. And it will also strip out any attachments and add them directly to SharePoint. Uh, so the example I usually give with this is, is, let's say, for example, you're doing an audit engagement and you wanted to be able to give the client an email and you could tell them, hey, like any of the audit stuff, send them here instead of me directly. And then that way it goes to the whole team and then it also creates a backup of that file. Uh, so you can email directly into Teams and directly into a channel, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I also really like these connectors. Um, connectors are a specific thing inside of Teams that allow you to connect a channel to a external service. And uh, specifically, what's called the incoming webhooks are really kind of cool because it allows you to be able to receive notifications from third-party services, allowing you to integrate Teams with practically any other product or service on the market. Uh, it's really compelling. Um, and there's other types of connectors too. There's one for RSS. There's news. Lots of different products uh, will speak and integrate with Teams. And in fact, there's lots of automation capabilities built right into Teams now, too. Uh, it's only getting better. Let's go ahead and have another review question. What's the main difference between a chat and a team or a channel? We're kind of combining those two things together. Okay, uh, chat messages can't be sent to the group. Nope, you can totally do group chat messages. You can only send files through channel messages and not through chat. No sorry, Bob. You can totally do it in both. Teams and channels are a premium feature and teams uh, to teams and not included in the standard version. No sorry. Teams and channels and chats are all available in every aspect of the application and all licensed versions. Correct answer here is teams and channel messages are always public to other group members. So if you want to do something private just between you and somebody else, send them a direct message. uh, And then that way you can ensure that it is not uh, public to lots of other people. All right, moving along. So we've covered the instant messaging capability of Teams. We've covered the Teams and the uh, channel functionality. Uh, Let's talk about the conferencing functionality that you can do with inside of Teams as well. Okay, so... Teams fully supports all different types of communication, including the ability to create audio calls with people, video calls with people, and screen sharing with people. Um, They're one of the major critical ways of being able to collaborate in a remote virtual office environment. You know, if you can't physically meet with people and look at the same thing sitting side by side, well, at least you can video chat and screen shares with folks. Now, you don't have to be a member of an organization to participate in a meeting. You don't even have to have a Teams account to participate in a meeting. Teams can fully be your video conferencing, audio conferencing solution, um, full stop. I mean, it'll just work for you. Uh, You don't have to use a third-party tool like Zoom or WebEx. If you want to be able to have a video call and have somebody outside the company, they can totally join and, and call in as well. And you could join a team meeting through a number of different methods. You can join through a link, a calendar invitation, ad hoc, and a chat message. Just click the little start a video call. You can join from a channel and more. The whole application supports meeting um, pretty much everywhere. 
Meetings can be one-to-one, they can be with a single colleague, or they could be a group conversation with multiple people. And in fact, uh, we're not going to talk about it today. Uh, there's other types of meetings inside of Teams as well, uh, including uh, tools such as uh, uh, their webinar functionality as well as their live event functionality. So if you even need to go bigger, you can do so with uh, Teams. Um, I will point out, though, this is one of the major licensing differences between the free version and the paid version is how many people can you have in a meeting. But if you're like me and you're usually meeting with people less than 10 people at a time, and really, frankly, for meetings, they should be. I mean, the bigger they get, the less you get done. You know, having less than having less than 100 people is probably perfectly sufficient. Now, you can uh, call through the computer, and that's just primarily how it's intended to be. So you've got either a headset, you've got a webcam, you've maybe got a speakerphone. But if you want to use a traditional phone, you can do so and just call into that meeting. But I will point out it is an extra charge, and you'll have to have telephony services added to your account. And I will point out that the video calling capability, and I'm not even going to say my opinion. I feel like this is an objective fact. The team's quality of video is the best, uh, and the video feeds can be up to 1080p, crystal clear and sharp. Uh, Zoom, I've felt that the quality is not nearly as high uh, as it is on Teams, and so that's worked out really well for us, and everything always looks really good. So here are some of my favorite features of Teams that I think are worth mentioning to you. Hands down, screen sharing. I love the fact that I can screen share uh, I can show my screen. I can pick the monitor. I can pick the application even. So if I want to make it not the entire screen, but only one thing, maybe that one Excel file, I can do so. I also love how you can request permission to control another person's computer. Often I'm doing tech support or I'm reviewing a file with somebody and I'm not necessarily looking to make changes on their computer, but I want you to click right here. I want you to click that one little cell inside of Excel. And what's nice is I can click the request uh, control button and I can get a pointer and I can just point to things on the machine and you can see what exactly what I'm pointing to. So I like the screen sharing capabilities. They look good. They're high quality and more. I also point out, I like the fact I can mute myself. I can also turn off and on my camera, lots of flexibility, uh, in the mechanics of actually looking and talking with other people. Uh, it fully supports virtual backgrounds. So if you're not in a professional setting, you can do a virtual background where it can mask your background. Uh, this is an example of a virtual background. I have a green screen back here. That's why it uh, looks pretty consistent. But the standard, you know, kind of non-green screen virtual backgrounds work pretty well as well. Uh, but I will tell you, if you can get a green screen, I mean, it'll look perfect. It'll look perfect every single time. Okay, I like the fact that you can have a meeting and a chat going concurrently. This is really useful when you're talking with somebody and you want to send them a link to something. Uh, instead of emailing, you just drop it in the chat and they can click the link and join. I think that's really great. Or go to the website you're asking them to go to. Uh, I love the fact that I can be talking with my business partner. And then if we want to ask Alicia, Alana, or whomever else a question, I can just add them and it'll call and bring them in. So it makes it easy to have a group conversation. And one of the newer features inside of this, you can actually record your meetings and transcribe your meetings in real time. Uh, it's got a number of different tools, but it'll listen to the people talking and actually give you a transcription of what they're saying. So if you need to keep a, a record of that, you can easily do so. Now, as I mentioned, one of my absolute favorite characteristics is the fact that Teams is deeply integrated in with Microsoft SharePoint. Uh, pretty much every aspect of SharePoint is going to be available uh, inside of Teams. Um, and you could use this as a way to be able to store data for your organization, be able to create lists, uh, create internal postings, internal websites, an intranet, if you will, an intranet portal, sometimes the words that we've used uh, in terms we've used to describe some kind of internal communication for your organization. And uh, I mean, it, everything that SharePoint has done forever. I mean, SharePoint's not a new application. It's been around 20 years at least, if not longer, um, you can do inside of Teams. And one of my favorite aspects of this, there isn't really any configuration or setup for you to do to make this work inside your company. Uh, it just works, okay? Uh, SharePoint and Teams become integrated and connected the second a new team is created. So it just, just kind of works, which is useful and effective for your company. Uh, as a guy who previously has installed Teams many on many occasions, I can tell you, sorry, not Teams, SharePoint, manually, when you used to have to do this on-premise, 
not fun. Um, it can be really cumbersome, really difficult. The security has to be done just right. There's a lot of gotchas on this. Uh, it's wonderful never to have to really kind of think about how Teams works again or SharePoint works again. It just it just works. And so uh, when you're using Teams and SharePoint together, when a channel is created, it's automatically going to create all the stuff necessary in SharePoint and connect those. And it'll even create separate channels for private sites and private teams. And you can also, if you've already been leveraging Teams previously, you can leverage existing SharePoint type sites and connect those into Teams as well. The best practice, though, is to create your um, team and then let it do all the like stuff. Like, don't create a SharePoint site, then try to map it in. That's just extra work. Do everything inside of Teams. It's going to do all the stuff inside of SharePoint for you and just make it simple and easy. Now, here's a breakdown between Teams, SharePoint, and OneDrive. I'm not going to read through this whole thing, but I do want you to understand you get they, there are a lot of commonalities between them. There's a lot of overlap between them. There's a lot of specifics between them that you should be familiar with. Uh, but ultimately, they all work together. And the best way that I think about this is that OneDrive is about Steve's storage. It's my storage. It's the stuff that I am specifically doing on my own. It's the stuff that my files, my work papers, the stuff that I want to control and have and have by and ha- really ultimately have it be private by default. Uh, however, the stuff inside of Teams and SharePoint, which really are the same thing, uh, from a file storage perspective, they're public by default. Not public to the world, but public to the other members of that team uh, or channel. And so if I want, for example, to put up like a file, uh, like a presentation file, you know, that I'm done, I'm published, and I want other people in the business to see, I put it inside of SharePoint and Teams, you know, because I want other people to be able to access it. But if it's a private file that I'm working on, like a presentation that I'm working on, I'm not done, if it's a spreadsheet that I'm working on that I don't necessarily want other people to see, maybe compensation or tracking taxes, stuff like that, that goes inside of OneDrive. So think of Teams and SharePoint as being public to the business. Think of OneDrive as being private. Now, Wherever you happen to be storing your file, one of the really cool things that you can do with both OneDrive as well as SharePoint is real-time collaboration. Uh, So real-time collaboration gives you the ability to be able to uh, have people inside your business communicate, collaborate, work on stuff together. Uh, And Teams has tons of collaboration built into it, including uh, real-time co-editing, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, but what's nice about Teams and SharePoint, it gives you lots of flexibility to be able to store something in the cloud, have other people to be able to come in and edit it and work on it together. Uh, everybody ultimately has access to this file. And as long as you have great Internet access or your mobile access in your mobile phone, you're going to be able to get your files and be able to work on them. Um, and frankly, I mean, this is just so much better than like creating an Excel document and emailing it to somebody else. I can just you know, create it, store it inside of teams. And I can just tell Alicia or Alex, Hey, it's in such and such team and channel and they know exactly where to go find it. And so it just really kind of works. Uh, it works scale works really, really well. The only big caveat here is you got to have good internet access. I can't undersell it enough with respect to the virtual office. Having good access to the internet makes all the difference in the world. Now, there are lots of different types of collaboration uh, that you can choose to use, okay? You can use tools, you can use apps, there's techniques, there's services. Here's a list of the most common ways that people collaborate in real time, okay? Uh, Document sharing and editing, being able to create a document, write it with each other. They can edit it, you can edit it, they can do it at 2 in the morning, you can do it at 2 in the afternoon, but you never email a file back and forth. We all have the same access and we can all get in. We can have two, three, five, ten people in that same file working at the same time. Uh, Video conferencing, being able to work through and discuss a problem, come to a solution. Desktop sharing, being able to uh, see your desktop and and being able to make changes. Uh, Being able to have a whiteboard and be able to, you know, kind of blue sky think and work through problems and come to solutions. Uh, My partner and I do this quite often. We'll create a uh, whiteboard and try to figure out problems and and, uh, gives a great way to being able to communicate, like standing in front of a chalkboard together. It's certainly instant messaging, as we kind of talked about. But when I really think of collaboration in real time, uh, collaboration, I really kind of think of like co-editing, and I, I think about working on a document collaboratively with each other. And I will tell you, this is a major compelling reason to choose 365, especially for the virtual office, is that it makes file sharing and working on documents together just seamless and simple. Um, 365 has a ton of 
editing abilities for um, distributed teams built right into it that just make it just bonehead simple. And you can create and share a document from Teams, from OneDrive, from SharePoint with anybody in your organization and ultimately can work on that document together. You can do this with a spreadsheet inside of Excel. You can do this with a document inside of Word. You can do this with a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, and three, four, five people can all be in that document making changes, moving things around, adding pages, changing spreadsheet values, and more. Um, now, this gives easy access and visibility, transparency uh, into how you're working. And it doesn't have to just be those Excel and Word and PowerPoint presentations. You can do this with all types of files. You can share calendars with each other, meeting notes in OneNote, uh, communication threads inside of Teams, and more. Uh, this gives you the ability to ultimately be able to work anywhere, anytime from any device. And from a company's perspective, this also gives you really good security and oversight into operations and files. What's going on? Uh, and this is going to give a significant reduction to the need to email documents and to collaborate offline. You can do everything on there. And the good news is it's built into your price. I mean, there's nothing else you could really uh, do. It's just, you know, it's built right into it, which is useful. So what are the benefits that you can expect? inside of your business with this, well, it should be no shocker here. Uh, lots of benefits that come to the business. Um, improved engagement, you know, because people will be actively working on things. You've taken a lot of the headache out in terms of having to collaborate and, and the mechanics of sending files back and forth. Uh, it's going to give us increased efficiency and productivity inside of our jobs. Uh, less time wasted doing meta work, work about work. You're just doing the work itself. Generally, when you decrease, you know, the, the stressors of work, people generally are happier and, and have better satisfaction in their job. And they're also going to be streamlined in the work that they're doing so that they're not just kind of working happenstance all over the place. They're kind of focused. Uh, it's certainly cost effective purely in the sense of time. Won't take as much time. Uh, it gives you ability to connect with anybody, employees, clients, and vendors all over the world. And staff anywhere in the world can be able to communicate and collaborate. You know, for me, regularly, all day, every day, I'm talking and working with my staff in Oregon and Colorado and other parts of the country. And it it feels, and for all intents and purposes, like we're in one office together. All right, folks, let's go ahead and have another review question. Which Microsoft Office productivity application does not work real-time with Teams? Okay, so what does not work real-time with Teams? Microsoft Word... Not a problem at all. You can create a Word file, save it in OneDrive or SharePoint or Teams, and then be able to open it up and work with it with other people. Is it Microsoft Excel? No way. Same thing. I can create a spreadsheet, multiple spreadsheets, multiple worksheets inside those spreadsheets. We can all be working on them and seeing the same files. Is it PowerPoint? Thankfully not. Uh, I have wonderful staff that help me research and write and prepare and edit these presentations. And if we had to email these files back and forth, uh, it would be miserable. Uh, doing what we're doing now, even just a couple of years ago, would have been so much more work. Uh, the only product that doesn't really work with real-time collaboration in the same way that the others do is really going to be Outlook. So Outlook is just one of those products. It's just kind of out there doing its own thing. It's not a bad thing. I mean, it does a lot of really good stuff, but it's its own thing. And uh, it's not something that you really collaboratively work on. I will point out you can do shared calendars, you can do shared inboxes, but it doesn't have the same real-time co-editing capabilities that we would come to expect from um, team, uh, with Teams using Word, PowerPoint, Excel, and others. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I do want to draw your attention to there are other communication products and services that are out there. Teams doesn't float your boat, doesn't ring your bell. Good news is there's lots of other products in this space, other products and services that you might want to consider, uh, like Slack. Slack, in a lot of ways, is the originator of this kind of real-time tool that brings together communication of all aspects under one roof. Uh, likewise, Discord's another great tool that's been in this space a long time. Um, there's other tools that serve specific needs. Um, you know, for example, like the Google workspace, as we talked about earlier, it's got its own tools. So if you're using workspace, you might as well use the tool you're paying for, uh, meta Facebook, they've got their own product here. Workplace, uh, can't think of a single compelling reason to, to use it, but they're in this space as well. Uh, you got zoom and you've also got Cisco WebEx teams. If you're using zoom or WebEx, they've got their own comparable product for this real-time communication. They kind of seem out of left field, let me be honest. Uh, the only other product that I would tell you is really kind of compelling 
uh, would be the Zoho Click. And uh, as with all Zoho products, uh, it's a wonderful option. And um, um, I, I, it's a really cool tool to consider using, especially if you're using the other aspect of the Zoho ecosystem, which is fabulous. Uh, it's a great uh, complementary cloud uh, solution for all different aspects of productivity. Zoho Click is a, a really kind of cool and useful communication tool there. But frankly, out of this, Teams is just, it's a no-brainer. Now, all these other tools, as I mentioned here, you know, they all provide relatively similar functionality. Uh, there's a, really a lot of contrast at a very high level, so there's no really kind of point diving into each of them. You can try them all out. They almost always have a free as well as a paid plan. They almost always will have a Mac, a PC, and a smartphone client. They'll almost always have chat, video conferencing, screen sharing, Lots will have integration to other third parties. This space is very crowded. You know, it's just really kind of picking the product and service, I think, that really kind of me, uh, mixes well for your business. Now, the one thing I will mention with respect to this is you might want two tools, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you can have an internal tool and you can have an external tool. Okay, there's a difference between communicating with your staff and your colleagues versus communicating with vendors, clients, and other folks. Uh, in our business, our internal tool is Microsoft Teams, uh, where we tack, communicate, file share, for all the reasons I've talked about um, previously. However, we still use Zoom, and for Zoom, uh, we use that for external. So if I'm going to meet with an attendee, if I'm going to meet with a, a vendor, a client, typically I'll do that through Zoom. It's not that I like Zoom that much more. It's just I think more clients are familiar with Zoom. Uh, most people have had multiple Zoom meetings through the pandemic. They, if they're going to have a client installed, they're going to have Zoom installed. Uh, I've found it has technically fewer issues, fewer security things. And I also like the fact that it's separate from my infrastructure. It's not part of uh all the other uh, products and services that I'm using. Saying that though, probably in the next year, we're probably gonna just go all in on Teams because Teams now has much better capabilities of being able to create external meetings and have people outside of your business being able to come in and communicate and collaborate. So it's gotten a lot better. Um, but I got nothing wrong with Zoom. I think Zoom's a great product. Um, but I would say you might want one, you might want both. It's really kind of up to you to fit the specific needs of your company. All righty, folks, we are almost at the end of our presentation today. We have learned a ton about the virtual office and the different products and services and things that we might want to consider. Uh, in the few minutes that we've got left, let's finish with some latest and greatest apps and services. Just some fun stuff that I've come across over the last uh, couple of years that I think will really uh, help you and kind of give you some good in, um, functionality in specific areas. And so I've got just a handful of these that I'm going to mention. I'll talk through what they are. Um, so the first one I want to mention is it's a product called Rambox. Uh, this is a tool that allows you to unify a lot of applications under one roof. Okay. So for myself, as I mentioned, I, I you know, I work with a lot of clients. They've all got their own products, their own tools and services that they're using. Uh, I use Google Workspaces. I use 365. I use Discord. I use Slack. Not because I want to, but because a lot of my clients use these different tools and that's how they want me to engage with them. And so what's kind of cool with Rambox is it's a product, it's a free tool that you can download that will unify a lot of your different tools under one application. Uh, I still run Teams independently because it's my company's level thing, but I've got a couple of Slack uh, workspaces I'm a part of. I've got a Discord channel I'm a part of for work uh, as well as other companies. And instead of having to run like five different tools on my computer, I just run Rambox and it's a way of being able to run and unify lots of different communication tools under one roof. So it supports over seven different, 700 different apps, products, and platforms, all from a single application running under one thing. And so you don't have to install every communications tool. So if you need to run a second version of Teams, you need to have Teams, Slack, and Discord, or something else like that, you can run them all with Rambox. They offer both a free version as well as a paid version. Another really useful tool is going to be timekeeping. Um, timekeeping, frankly, is onerous. It's not fun. Uh, I don't like it. I don't think anybody likes it. Uh, but I'll point out it is an absolutely necessary component of 99% of businesses. And tracking time is going to be really important 
for lots of different reasons, but the two big ones that come to mind here, well, three ones that come to mind. First and foremost, at least in our company, uh, we track time first and foremost for billing so I can bill my clients accordingly. Uh, we track it for compensation purposes for contractors as well as staff. I need to know how much you worked to make sure you're meeting your minimums. And then also from an efficiency and effectiveness perspective. So I could see how long you took on something and whether or not maybe you need more training or maybe a particular project or effort is better handled by somebody else. Uh, Clockify is a great product and it's bonehead simple to be able to manage and track time across lots of different projects and uh, clients. Uh, it's a completely free tool. I will point out uh, the free version has lots of features and functions baked right into it. You can use it for your whole company. Um, and there's also a paid version upgrades that you can get with Clockify as well that are well worth the money. Uh, I love this product. Um, in a lot of ways, it made keeping track of time simple, effective, and easy, and it's very cost-effective. Comparable applications that I've seen from many other vendors that are out there will cost hundreds of dollars a month. This cost me a couple hundred bucks a year, and it's really effective. My staff like it, and I really think it's a great product and service. Um, and so this is what we use to track our time. And if you've got people working in that virtual office, you're going to want to know what they're working on. And so you can pull it from time, billing, compensation, however you need it. Uh, this is going to give you real-time access to see you can see exactly what they're working on at any given point in time. Another product I love with respect to managing meetings. Uh, for myself, I meet with people constantly. I, I've got anywhere from three to six meetings a day, typically, because I, I, I'm the guy who meets with the clients and does all the client work. Scheduling stuff is so difficult, um, especially when you throw in the fact that I do 60 to 80 conferences a year. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm booked out weeks in advance. I'm not trying to make that sound like I'm overly important. I don't really feel that way, but my, my, my schedule gets really full. And so managing my calendar is super important. Now, previously, just trying to go and schedule stuff with people could be really cumbersome and difficult. Um, you know, you would, uh, you know, let's just say, for example, I'm trying to schedule a meeting with Alicia. I could say, hey, let's meet on Tuesday at five. And she'd be like, no, I'm, I'm busy. You know, how about uh, Tuesday at 10? And then I go back with an email and say, oh, no, I'm busy. I can't do Tuesday at 10. How about Wednesday at three? And all of a sudden, we've now exchanged three or four emails and we still don't have anything accomplished. Calendly does one thing and one thing really well. It makes your calendar public with specific appointment slots that, pe slots that people can book. Uh, it integrates with your calendar, whether you're using Google Calendar, Office 365, iCalendar, iCloud, and more. Um, and it looks to see is Steve available and will only let people book according to the rules that you set forth. Uh, so for me, like I've got different calendars that are set up. It looks at both my personal and business and ensures that people can't book a meeting when I'm traveling or teaching. Uh, and then I can also say, for example, how many uh, meetings I'll take per day and, and how much time I need in between meetings. And you can then go to my Calendly page. You can browse my schedule. And let's say it's Tuesday. at uh, You pop that up. It's going to show you all the spots that I have available based off of the duration of time that you've requested. So I might have a bunch of 10-minute meeting spots, but I only have a few hour-long meeting spots. And it won't let you pick a time that I'm either busy, blocked off on my calendar, or otherwise unavailable. And it's just a really useful tool. There are a lot of other products that do this on the market, but Calendly is the best. And I mean, it just works really, really well. And when somebody books a meeting, it will create the invitation. It will send that to them. It will send it to you. It will add it to your calendar. It will add it to their calendar. Uh, and it will even set up like a Zoom meeting room or it will set up a Teams meeting room or an audio conference. There's lots of integration to these products. Uh, and it just really just makes the, the headache of meetings go away. Um, so I love this product and it's something that, uh, really alleviated a huge headache for me and I'm, I'm underselling it here. It does a lot more than this too. There's workflow. You could set this up where you can charge people. If it's for meetings, you can set up like text messages to be sent before or after a meeting. Thank you. No, I mean, it's a really, really cool product. Now, the next product I want to mention uh, is a product that I started using last year and absolutely fell in love with. Um, and it's something uh, that I talk about in many of my classes now just because it's so compelling to consider using. And it's a tool called a Stream Deck. Um, and it is, for all intents and purposes, like an external keyboard. Uh, but this keyboard is programmable and every button is a hotkey that will do something on your computer. And 
the best way of describing it, it's like a it's a keyboard that you have, and each button is completely assignable, programmable, customizable. It's a little tiny screen, and you could press a button, it'll do something on your computer. Okay, uh, so like I could, I'd use it to start and stop my. Um, time tracking in in uh in clockify i use it to launch my favorite websites i use it to manage and do all the stuff that you're seeing me doing this uh, presentation like the sound effects they're all coming from the the stream deck and using this tool you can trigger actions in pretty much every application uh, it works everywhere so i've got all my workflow set up for excel i've got it uh you know to select and and to do pivot table stuff power query stuff and more I mean, the possibilities of this are endless, and, and I could just do a whole two-hour class, three-hour class just on this incredible product. Uh, but I like to tell people it's the last mile of automation inside of your workflow. Uh, and I use it to automate so many aspects of my life. Uh, it, it's indispensable to my uh, my day-to-day uh, efforts. And just so we're clear, it's an external keyboard. So here's here's the one I've got here. It's You can see it's a, a physical device, I'm physically holding it. I'm left-handed. It's here on my left-hand side of my computer. And in one click, I can have it do things, um, which is cool. comes to three different sizes, small, medium, large. I have the XL, which is the big one. It's 250 Well worth the money. Um, has 32 keys. I wish they made a bigger one because I could probably fill it more. Uh, and I just think it's a really cool product. So uh, if you're looking to automate your life, have push button integration for the different products and services that you use, definitely, definitely, definitely worth a, a look and consideration. All right, two more products for you. Uh, another product I've fallen in love with, I've used it for years, um, but I've recently upgraded to the premium version and I like it even more, uh, is Grammarly. Uh, Grammarly is a plugin for your internet browser. It's also a Windows tool. It's also a plugin for Outlook as well as Word. And it is an AI, artificial intelligence powered grammar and spelling checker. And it is fantastic. Uh, it checks for over 250 different types of grammatical, spelling, context, vocabulary. I mean, you name it. I mean, it, it just it is indispensable to my writing. Now, I'm not a poor writer, but there's just so much that you just don't catch, especially when you're working on, in this case, a 150 slide Excel presentation. And the existing spelling and grammar checker inside of these tools, I mean, they're very simple. I mean, they're not really complicated. Grammarly checks and reads through your writing in the context of the word, at the word level, at the sentence level, and then also at the paragraph and document level. And will make recommendations on how you can become a better writer and will automatically correct for many of these different types of issues. The free version, you know, corrects for dozens of things. The premium version goes to the 250. If you're a serious writer like I am, it's become an indispensable tool. And uh, if you're not, I mean, just installing and running inside of Outlook or inside of your inside of your internet browser is going to ensure that when you send that email out, you're using the correct context, the correct words, and it's it's at least going to read correctly. So, uh, really kind of a useful tool. The last tool I want to mention is a tool called Nenite, and it's actually a website, N-I-N-I-T-E dot com. Uh, and this is a really kind of cool website where you can uh, install and update dozens of different applications on your uh, computer all at once. So if you get a new computer and you need to install, you know, all the different Internet browsers and Office and Spotify and, you know, you name it. Instead of you having to go to every single website, download the product and install it, you can go to nenite.com. You can browse all the different products and services, pick the ones you want, and then it will install them all on your computer in real time. And it'll even help keep them up to date. Uh, there's no sign in. It's completely free. They don't take any information. It's secure. Uh, and besides all the standard stuff that you would come to expect here, it's also got a number of other utilities, messaging services, and products that are free and open source uh, that will add additional capabilities to your computer. So it's a really cool tool. It's something that I've been using for years, and um, many of the products and services I use every day come from Nenite. And it's uh, really great for uh, ensuring your computer stays up to date and you have the latest and greatest apps. All right, let's have one final review question. Which of the solutions listed below can help make scheduling meetings easy and simple? And I can think of how pretty much everything inside of here could probably be helpful with respect to scheduling meetings, but there's one and one thing only. Uh, is it Rambox? Nope. That's a useful tool for messaging and maybe taking that meeting, but uh, not a tool for planning meetings. Clockify? Nope. 
great tool for managing your timekeeping uh, for billing and payroll purposes. Uh, is it Stream Deck? No. Great tool for uh, automation. But the correct answer here is going to be Calendly. That's that tool that I personally would recommend that you would use to make med, uh, scheduling calend, uh, calendar events a breeze. Well, folks, that does bring us to the end of our presentation. The time has flown by. Uh, we have learned and discussed a lot. Today, we went pretty much start to finish with respect to the virtual office, helping you understand what it is, how it functions, and really what it means to be able to work from anywhere. Uh, we talked about some of the many benefits and risks that will apply to your organization with respect to working from anywhere and uh, what you might want to consider uh, as you're planning your deployment for your company. Uh, we took a pretty good look at how cloud technology powers pretty much every aspect of the virtual office, uh, including things like remote access and uh, whether you're using a thick client with a VPN or a VDI, a virtual desktop or a mobile app or a progressive web app, how you can leverage these techs to be able to work remote. Okay, we talked about how choosing hardware and devices uh, and what would work best for our virtual office and how we might want to choose uh, different computers and, and different uh, monitors and more for our company. Uh, we talked about some of the different software and platforms which will connect us to our colleagues, including services such as Google Workspace, Office 365. And within Office 365, we talked about Microsoft Teams, this incredible tool for chat, meeting, and collaboration right inside of our organization. And we also finished with some helpful and useful apps to make your day-to-day -day life more efficient and effective. Well, folks, that does bring us to the end of our presentation today. And before we go, I do want to share with you my contact information. If you have any questions on any of the materials that were discussed today, please, by all means, feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to help. And, uh, you know, if I can point you in the right direction, I'd be, I'd be happy to do so. Email is preferred. My email address is listed here. Reach out at any point. Sometimes I hear from folks two or three years later, and that's perfectly okay. I'm here to be a resource to you and your companies. Thank you so much for attending my class today. I know you have options when it comes to your continuing education providers. Thank you for choosing uh, this provider and choosing my class. It's a pleasure being with you, and uh, I hope to see you back in the office sometime soon. Take care, best wishes, and good luck.